chapter 50 this chapter is about stories of kaka saheb dikshit shri tembe swami balaram duranda chapter 50 of the original satcharitra has been incorporated in chapter 39 as it dealt with the same subject matter now chapter 51 of the satcharitra has been treated here as chapter 50 this chapter gives the stories of kaka saheb dikshit Shri Tembe Swami and Balaram Duranda Preliminary Victory be unto Sai who is the mainstay of the bhaktas who is our sadguru who expounds the meaning of the gita and who gives us all powers O Sai look favorably on us and bless us all The sandalwood trees grow on the Malaya mountains and ward off heat the clouds pour their rain water and thereby cool and refresh all the people the flowers blossom in the spring and enable us to worship god therewith so the stories of sai baba come forth in order to give salas and comfort to the readers both those who tell and those who hear the stories of baba are blessed and holy It is a well established fact that though we try hundreds of means or sadhanas we do not attain the spiritual goal of life unless a sadguru blesses us with his grace Here the following story in illustration of this statement Kaka Saheb Dikshit from the year 1864 to 1926 Mr Hari Sitaram alias Kaka Saheb Dikshit was born in 1864 in Vadnagara in a Brahmin family at Kandwa. His primary education was done at Kandwa, Hinjangat and secondary education at Nagpur. He came to Mumbai for higher education and studied first in the Wilson College and then in Elphinstone College. After graduation in 1883 he passed his llb and solicitors examination and then served in the firm of garment solicitors messrs little and company and then after some time started a solicitors firm of his own before 1909 sai baba's name was not familiar to kaka saheb but after that he soon became his great devotee while he was staying at lonawala He happened to see his old friend Mr Nana Saheb Chandorkar. Both spent some time in talking about many things. Kaka Saheb described to him how while he was boarding a train in London he met with an accident in which his foot slipped and was injured. Hundreds of remedies gave him no relief. Nana Saheb then told him that if he wished to get rid of the pain and lameness of his leg he should go to his sadguru sai baba he also gave him all the particulars of sai baba and mentioned to him sai baba's dictum i draw to me my man from far off or even across seven seas like a sparrow with a string fastened to its feet he also made it clear to him that he was not baba's man he would not be attracted to him and given darshan kaka saheb was pleased to hear all this 
and sent to Nahanna Sahib that he would go to Baba, see him and pray to him to cure not so much his lame leg but bring round his lame, fickle mind and give him eternal bliss. Sometime after, Kaka Sahib went to Ahmadnagar and stayed with Sirdar Kaka Sahib Mirikar in connection with securing oaths for a seat in the Mumbai Legislative Council. Mr. Bala Sahib Mirika, son of Kaka Sahib Mirika, who was a Mamlatar of Kopagan, also came at that time to Ahmadnagar in connection with the horse exhibition there. After the election business was over, Kaka Sahib Dikshit wanted to go to Shiradi and both the Mirikars, father and son, were also thinking about a fit and proper person as a guide with whom he would be sent there. There Sai Baba was arranging things for his reception. Shama got a telegram from his father-in-law at Ahamanaga stating that his wife was seriously ill and that he should come to see her with his wife. Shama, with Baba's permission, went there and saw his mother-in-law and found her improving and better. Nana Sahib Panse and Appa Sahib Gadre happened to see Shama on their way to the exhibition and they told to go to Mirika's house, see Kaka Sahib Dikshit there and take him to Shiradi along with him. Kaka Sahib Dikshit and the Mirikas were also informed of Shama's arrival. In the evening, Shama came to Mirikas, who introduced him to Kaka Sahib. They arranged that Shama should leave for Kopagon with Kaka Sahib by 10 o'clock night train. After this was settled, a curious thing happened. Bala Sahib Mirikar threw aside the wheel or covering on Baba's big portrait and showed the same to Kaka Sahib. He was surprised to see that he, whom he was going to meet at Chiridi, was already there in the form of his portrait to greet him at this juncture. He was much moved and made his prostration before the portrait. This portrait belonged to Mega. The glass over it was broken and it was sent to Mirikas for repairs. The necessary repairs had been already made and it was decided to return the portrait with Kaka Sahib and Shama. Before 10 o'clock, they went to the station and booked their passage, but when the train arrived, they found that the second class was overcrowded and that there was no room for them. Fortunately, the guard of the train turned out to be an acquaintance of Kaka Sahib and he put them up in first class. Thus, they travelled comfortably and alighted at Kopagon. Their joy knew no bounds when they saw Nana Sahib there, who was also bound for Shiradi. Kaka Sahib and Nana Sahib embraced each other and then after bathing in the sacred Godavari river, they started for Shiradi. After coming there and getting Baba's darshan, Kaka Sahib's mind was melted. His eyes were full of tears and he was overflowing with joy. Baba said to him that he was also waiting for him and had sent Shama ahead to receive him. Kaka Sahib then passed many happy years in Baba's company. He built a vada in Shiradi, which he made as his more or less the permanent home.
the experiences he got from baba are so manifold that it is not possible to relate them all here the readers are advised to read a special number in shri sai leela magazine volume 12 page number 6 to 9 we close this account with a mention of one fact only baba had comforted him by saying that in the end he will take him in air coach this came out true on the 5th july 1926 he was traveling in the train with hemat ban and talking about sai baba he seemed deeply engrossed in sai baba all of a sudden he threw his neck on hemat ban's shoulder and breathed his last with no trace of pain and uneasiness shri tembe swami we come to the next story which shows how saints love each other with fraternal affection once shri vasudevanand saraswati known as shri tembe swami encamped at rajmandri on the banks of godavari he was devout orthodox dhyani and yogi, yogi bhakta of the dattatreya one mr pundalik rao pleader of nandan went to see him with some friends while they were talking with him the names of shirdi and sai baba were casually mentioned hearing baba's name the swami joined hands with reverence and taking a coconut gave it to pundalik rao and said to him offer this to my brother sai with my pranam and request him not to forget me but ever love me he also added that swamis do not generally bow to others but in this case an exception has to be made mr pundalik rao consented to take the coconut and his message to baba the swami was right in calling baba as a brother for as he maintained an agnihotra day and night in his orthodox fashion baba too kept his agnihotra duni ever burning in the masjid after one month pundalik rao and others left for shirdi with the coconut and reached manmat and as they felt thirsty there they went to a rivulet for drinking water as water should not be drunk on an empty stomach they took out some refreshment that is chuda the chuda tasted most pungent and in order to soften it as someone suggested they broke the coconut and mixed its scrapings with it thus they made the chuda more tasty and palatable unfortunately the coconut turned out to be the same that was entrusted to pundalik rao as they neared shirdi pundalik rao remembered the trust that is the coconut and was very sorry to learn that it was broken and consumed he came to shirdi and saw baba baba had already received a wireless message regarding the coconut from tembe swami and himself asked pundalik rao first to give the thing sent by his brother he held fast baba's feet confessed his guilt and negligence repented and asked for baba's pardon he offered to give another fruit as a substitute but baba refused to accept it saying that the worth of that coconut was far more than that of an ordinary one and that it could not be replaced by another baba also added now you need not worry yourself any more about the matter 
it was on account of my wish that the coconut was entrusted to you and ultimately broken on the way why should you take the responsibility of the actions on you do not entertain the sense of doership in doing good as well as for bad deeds be entirely prideless and egoless in all the things and thus your spiritual progress will be rapid what a beautiful spiritual instruction baba gave balaram durandar from the year 1878 to 1925 mr balaram durandar belonged to the patre prabhu community of santa cruz in mumbai he was an advocate of the mumbai high court and sometime principal of the government law school the whole durandar family was pious and religious mr balaram served his community and wrote and published an account of it he then turned his attention to spiritual and religious matters he studied gita carefully and its commentary dhyaneshwari and other philosophical and metaphysical works he was a devotee of vitoba of pandarpur he came in contact with sai baba in the year 1912 six months earlier his brothers bapulji and vamandra came to shirdi and took baba's darshan they returned home and mentioned their sweet experiences to balaram and other members then they all decided to see sai baba before they came to shirdi baba declared openly that today many of my darbar people are coming the duranda brothers were astonished to hear this remark of baba from others as they had not given any previous intimation of their trip all other people prostrated themselves before baba and sat talking with him baba said to them these are my darbar people whom i referred to before and said to the duranda brothers we have been with each other for the last 60 generations all the brothers were gentle and modest they stood with joined hands looking at baba's feet all the satvik emotions such as tears choking etc moved them and they were all happy then they went to their lodging took their meals and after taking a little rest again came back to the masjid balaram sat near baba massaging his legs baba who was smoking the chillum advanced it towards him and beckoned him to smoke it balaram was not accustomed to smoking still he accepted the pipe smoked it with great difficulty and returned it reverentially this was the most auspicious moment of balaram he was suffering from asthma for 6 years this smoke completely cured him of the disease which never troubled him again some 6 years later on a particular day he again got an attack of asthma this was precisely the time when baba took his mahasamadhi the day of this visit was a thursday and the duranda brothers had the good fortune of witnessing the chavadi procession that night at the arti function in the chavadi balaram saw the glow of pandurang on baba's face and next morning at the kakadarti time the same phenomenon the same lustre of the beloved deity pandurang was visible again on baba's face mr balaram durandar wrote in marathi the life of maharashtra saint tukaram but he did not survive to see its publication it was published 
later on by his brothers in 1928. In a short note on Balaram's life, given in the beginning of the book, the above account of Balaram's visit have been fully corroborated. Refer page 6 of the book. Bow to Shri Sai. Peace be to all. Epilogue. We have done with chapter 51 and now we come to the last chapter that is number 52. In this, Hemat Pan gave his concluding remarks and promised to give an index giving the contents of all the chapters in verse as is given in Marathi sacred books. But unfortunately, that index was not found in Hemathman's paper. It was therefore composed and supplied by an able and worthy devotee of Sai Baba, Mr. B. V. Dev, retired Mamlatar of Tana. As we give in English books an index in the beginning and contents of each chapter at its top, we need not consider the last chapter as index here. And so, we consider this chapter as the epilogue. Unfortunately, Hemantman did not survive to revise the manuscript of this chapter and make it ready for the press. When it was sent to the press, Mr. Dave found it to be incomplete and unintelligible in certain places. But it had to be published as it was found. The main topics dealt therein are briefly given below. Greatness of Sadguru Sai we prostrate ourselves before and take refuge in that Sai Samarth who besits all animate and inanimate things in the universe, who pervades all creatures equally without any differentiation, to whom all devotees are alike and who knows not honour and dishonour, like or dislike. If we remember him and surrender to him, he fulfils all our wishes and makes us attain the goal of life. This ocean of mundane existence is very hard to cross. Waves of attachments beat high against the bank of bad thoughts and break down trees of fortitude. The breeze of egoism blows with force and makes the ocean rough and agitated. Crocodiles in the form of anger and hatred move there fearlessly. Eddies in the form of idea, eye and mind and other doubts whirl there incessantly, and innumerable fishes in the form of censure, hate and jealousy play there. Though this ocean is so fierce and terrible, Sadguru Sai is its agasti or destroyer, and the devotees of Sai have the least fear for it. Our Sadguru is the boat, which will safely take us across this ocean. Prayer Now we fall before Sai Baba and holding his feet make the following prayer for the public. Let not our mind wander and desire anything except thee. Let this work, Satcharitra, be in every house and let it be studied daily. Let it ward off the calamities of those who study it regularly with reverence. Falashruti or reward of study. Now a few words about the reward you get from this work. After bathing in the sacred Godavari and after taking the darshan of Samadhi in Samadhi Mandir at Shiradi, you should read or hear the Satcharitra. If you do this, all your threefold afflictions will vanish. Casually thinking about the stories of Sai, 
you will get interested in spiritual life and if you go through it with love and reverence all your sins will be destroyed if you wish to get rid of the cycle of births and deaths read sai stories and remember him always and get yourself devoted to his feet if you dive into the sea of sai stories and then give them out to others you will get an ever new flavor of them and save the hearers from future misery if you go on meditating on sai's form it will in course of time lead you into self realization it is very hard to know or realize the nature of self of brahma but if you approach through the sagun brahma your progress will be easy if the devotee completely surrenders himself to him he will lose his individual ego and be merged in him and be one with him as the river becomes one with the sea if you thus become merged with him in any of the three states that is waking dream and sleep you get rid of the bond of sansar if anybody after bathing reads this with love and faith and completes it within a week his calamities will disappear or if he hears or reads it daily and regularly all his dangers will be warded off he will get the reward according to his faith and devotion without these there will be no experience of any kind if you read this with reverence sai will be pleased and by removing your ignorance and poverty will give you knowledge wealth and prosperity with concentrated mind if you read a chapter daily it will give you unbounded happiness one who has his own welfare at heart should study it carefully and then he will ever remember sai gratefully and joyfully birth after birth this work should be read at home especially on guru pavanamma gokulashtami ram navmi and dashara if you study this one book carefully all your desires will be satisfied and if you always remember sai's feet in your heart you will easily cross the bava or worldly illusions by its study the diseased and sick will get health the poor wealth the mean and afflicted the prosperity and the mind will get rid of all futile ideas and get steadiness dear devoted readers and listeners we also bow to you all and make you a special request never forget him whose stories you have read day by day and month by month the more fervently you read or listen to these stories the more encouragement sai gives us to serve you and be of use to you both the author and the readers must cooperate in this work help each other and be happy prasad yachana we close this with prayer to the almighty for the following prasad of favor may the readers and devotees have complete and wholehearted surrender and devotion at sai's feet may his form be ever fixed in their eyes and may they see sai in all beings amen bow to shri sai peace be to all